Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in. This is a really exciting moment, launching season three of the Love Good podcast. It has been a pretty wild couple of years. It was about this very moment two years ago that I was sitting down with people like Luke Smallbone. I mean, frankly, you know, I had no business interviewing him, the the, the lead from For King and Country. But somehow we got him in the studio and had one of the best conversations ever. It was actually about this time a year ago, I was sitting down with Ellie Holcomb, opening up season two. I mean, just artists across so many different genres, thought leaders, you know, people who are out there really in the midst of culture and really living, first of all, a life that is beautiful and worth you know, imitating, but also finding language around how to invite other people into that. And that really is the the privilege that I have hosting this podcast is simply pulling back the veil on these beautiful people that I encounter along the way, the beautiful music that I encounter along the way uh, with every hope that it inspires you to raise your standard, right? Not just for music and books and art, but most importantly for how we live, right? The, the way of life that we embrace in this culture that is increasingly full of noise, anxiety, and confusion. So just know from the bottom of my heart, I can't thank you enough for tuning in. This is such a privilege to be launching season three with you right now. In just a few moments, I'll be inviting Marie Miller into the studio. She's an old friend, someone that is no stranger to Love Good Patrons. She's been featured in multiple packages. In fact, right now, all of our patrons have their hands on an EP that you can't get anywhere else. And we're going to talk about that with Marie today. And particularly, we're going to talk about what it means to hold on to the little dreams of life that actually can change the world. So hang tight. We're going to first share a little clip from a song called Homeland, which is her latest single on Spotify. So go stream it and share it, but also know that it's track one on the EP currently in the hands of our patrons as well. Again, this is Marie Miller, Homeland. Hope you enjoy it. Sometimes I wish that I could just turn back. I miss tea by the fire and soft green grass. But some deeper part inside of my soul is keeping me on this road. Well, here we are in the Love Good studio yes. today with Marie Miller. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for coming in. I mean, I think last time we hung out, we decided it was back in May. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. Tell us about the summer. Tell us about life. I know you've had a lot going on, especially with uh, new projects. And obviously, we're going to talk specifically about one that 
is exclusively in the hands of our patrons right now. But before we go there, Marie Miller, the one who has shared a stage with everybody from the Backstreet Boys to Pope Francis, how's the last few months been? The last few months have been really amazing, but hard. It's been a lot of, you know, I think we never stop growing. Like our 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 body stops growing, hopefully, <laughs> as we get older. But your soul is like constantly, and your heart is like constantly. So growing pain season, but in this oh, really yeah. cool way. And I was able to tour in Germany, which was what? amazing. I had two yeah. shows in Germany. Because I think when I was in England, you were in Austria? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So that was really cool. I brought my brother with me in my band. And so we had a total blast. Let's see. I did a campaign, an investment campaign. So not a Kickstarter, but kind of a little mini record label situation where I asked people to invest larger amounts of money on my little dream. And they did it in three weeks. We raised $30,000. So that was amazing. So that's all going to be promoting the album. You've got more than fans out there. I mean, those are investors. Yeah, it was crazy. And and you never know, right? You're always like, I think people believe in what I'm doing, right? <laughs> and then, you know, you, you put your money where your mouth is, like literally. So that was huge and just super encouraging for me. And and yeah, just starting to perform this new music, which yeah. nobody's really heard except for some of these patrons. So yeah. it's pretty, or all these patrons. So it's pretty amazing. I was going to say, I mean, it was only upstairs back in March that we heard some of these songs live for the first time. We've mm-hmm. trickled out a few of them on YouTube since. And so it's been a real privilege kind of watching the journey unfold, but it, it obviously goes back pretty far. We've known each other, I think, for somewhere north of seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy, first of all. Your, your dad was the first connector there. Love Joe. What a good man. Yes, what I love Joe man. too. <laughs> Papa Joe. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's my favorite. He's he, the best man he, in the world. He's a good one. And you kind of like, I have this idea of you growing up on a, on a vineyard mm-hmm. in Northern Virginia, which I'm, I'm sure is like pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. It's not just like a distant dream or yeah. memory that I have. No, we we live in a house. We have Our house has a name. It's so old. It's what? over 200 years old. It's called Glenway. We live on a vineyard. It's It was so hard to leave. At what point <laughs> can you name your house? I don't know. I mean, naming your we, car happens way too fast these days. That's true. You know? We could name this house. By the end well, of the podcast, <laughs> we could have a name for this house. And it can't just be like the blank house. Yeah. Named after some person you love. Right. Like in this case, it's the Carol house, as in Carol Wojtyla, oh. as in so one you, of the greatest Polish intellects of the last century. So you already have a name. Yeah. Okay. So we Yeah, need- but you know, he's also a pope, which is okay. great. Maybe mm-hmm. like the second longest reigning pope in Catholic Church history, right? That's all kind of cool. But like I feel like it's a whole nother thing to just like name your house Glenway. One right. word. Is that what I say it right? Yeah, Glenway? Glenway, yeah. I mean, th- my streets trials day. I don't we just gotta think about <laughs> need- this. There's so well, many possibilities. Yeah, we just need to focus, but later. Yeah. 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 This is good. Yeah. So it's been it, it was a really special childhood. I have nine siblings and played bluegrass music and so yeah it's i feel like when i talk to people they're like you're really weird (laughs) (laughs) you're one of nine or one of ten one of ten amazing what number i'm the third oldest i always Mm -hmm. forget this is that like being the oldest in a family that big or are you really more like a middle child at that point Mm, that's a good question you're i feel like an older sibling i would think so Mm -hmm. and and the boys or girls older than you I have a brother and a sister older than me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and there's like these mini families. When you have that say. many, yeah, it's like, there's <laughs> kind of like the three and then the three and then, and you, and then it's there, you know, it's a very interesting thing. And then, 
Megan, my sister, is 12. So it's almost oh, yeah. like a niece kind so of vibe. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. And like, did so, you yeah. grow up like, like work in the vineyard? Like, how did this work? Wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, <laughs> but I, <laughs> it's the dream no, we all I have. Wish, you know? I wish. We, like, my brothers have worked in the vineyard. I worked there and I played there, though, every, every Saturday from a, for 11 years old till like I still when I come home Dang. I just ask like hey can I just like play three hours of covers and just play music and sit on the porch and play oh yeah yeah so and everybody shows up clearly of course I mean that's it's crazy deal. it's like yeah there's like 10,000 people there every time local celebrity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, hometown hero is what that sounds like to me I mean and the reason I say that is because obviously showing up on your former you know, a house doorstep to do a really fun little concert for neighbors and family and friends is a little bit different from, you know, opening up for Five for Fighting, sharing a stage mm -hmm. with uh, the Backstreet Boys and Pope Francis. Like you've had a really wild unfolding, you know, of, of career, of creativity. I'm sure like a lot of different relationships and partnerships and things you really could never have anticipated, things that were a real drag things that would have like kind of at times even paralyzed you artistically. Like we, we, we can all imagine that journey, but if you could sort of capture, you know, the last, what has it been? Eight years, 10 years of music full time. Yeah. I mean, you were in, almost. you were in high school when you got your first record deal. Mm -hmm. Not a small thing. It, that has been so special. I feel really, really blessed. Yeah. And at the same time, knowing that I have a really long way to go, that there's so many artists that have done a lot more. And and that actually, it's funny and, and beautiful for you to kind of say, here's all these things that you've been able to do because most of the time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't done enough. <laughs> I, I'm not making it, you know, um, I'm packing my bags and going home. But but really, if you, if you kind of look back and you can see it, like, yeah. wow, I have been so privileged to do this full time. I think that's even just the fact that when I wake up in the morning, my mission is to do music. Mm. It's not something that I have to do on the side. Is it is is a true gift. So, so yeah, I've, and it's yet yeah, there's been a lot of really high notes and a ton of work. Uh, mm -hmm. But the work is easy. It's it's like light work. So, yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. It's funny though. I, I share that sentiment. You know, I look up at like Justin Timberlake doing the halftime show a couple years mm -hmm. ago or Mark Zuckerberg or any other kind of millennial that's, you know, in the 33 to 40 age range. I think I have done nothing with my <laughs> life, right? And yet I do think there is so much to say about, about being faithful to the little dreams mm -hmm. and being faithful to the garden that we've been entrusted with and to just tend and cultivate that mm -hmm. well. So let's just jump into it because we loved releasing Little Dreams, you know, the you know concert in the living room sort yeah. of version of it. It really took a lot of people, one by surprise, because it was so freaking good. And I, I don't know, like, wow. it's like this really humble little environment. Mm. And everyone who's who has seen it is like, yeah, like she played in your, your living room, you know? And so like the contrast of like my bookshelves behind you and you just singing your heart out. Mm. And I think ripping other people's hearts out along the way in, in a good way, you know, it's like really, really cool and captivating. But really, it's the it's the message of that song that people kept responding to. We kept getting these emails and these DMs over Instagram. And I think there's a lot of people who haven't honored their inner dreamer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if I was on my A game, I'd be wearing my red long sleeve T-shirt that says full time dreamer. Oh, nice. Uh, it's one of my favorites, you know, and there's like that other end of the spectrum, which is to just not live in reality. You sure. know, but, you know, before we even chat about the song and the EP. What does it mean to honor the little dreams? Mm. First of all, I want to say you're. I've decided to name your house Affirmation Nation <laughs> because <laughs> we need one word, you. not two. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> thank you for saying all those things. I really appreciate. It. I forget. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am now going to be happy for like two weeks after talking to Jimmy Mitchell. This is great. I'm I'm doing well. Um, I'm good for an occasional yeah, dopamine yeah. rush. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, well, yes. Recently, I I heard. This quote from George MacDonald, which is that the imagination is the organ of meaning. Uh, and it, he's talking about the story. Yeah. So, and a lot of times when we think of, of stories that deep inside of us, the fairy tale. Mm. And so this idea that our imagination um, creates meaning for our lives. And so if you, you know, that, what is it? If you believe it, you can do it. Or I can't even, yeah. know, you know, all those, all those Pinteresty sort of things, but they're true is that half the battle is believing it and dreaming it and then there's work involved right we can't it. just dream and you know and then and be lazy about it but we have to believe that we are capable of mm. great things mm. and that's our dreams are not coming out of nowhere it's you know yeah. believing that you can do something great is not in a vacuum you you were made to do it and that's yeah. why you are dreaming it and so mm. and 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 for me it's it again going back to saying oh i haven't done enough or my dreams aren't big enough and realizing that each of us has our own calling and our own dream and that when we follow that dream we change the world mm. and it doesn't matter how small we think it is and so that's that's wor- that's really what the the album's about and in a special way that's what this ep is about for love good because this this ep has summer of the rainbow in it oh. live which no one else has <laughs> which is so cool and i i didn't even realize what i was connecting when I wanted to sing Summer of the Rainbow for you guys because there's that line the dreams that you dare to dream really mm. do come true and so really Summer of the Rainbow is is that is that just like the theme and I, cu- I couldn't believe that I thought that was so cool so anyway it's amazing it to was, think about yeah it was my it was just like on a whim I was like I guess I'll do Summer of the Rainbow <laughs> and then then you said it was your favorite song right it has always been yeah. one of these like whimsical like thought-provoking mm-hmm heart-lifting songs for me. And I've never totally understood why I think you're beginning to put it into words. Mm-hmm. So thank you, you know? Um, but there is a dreamer, I think in all of us, mm-hmm. and I know that's easy to say as a fellow artist, that's easy to say as a guy who lives in Nashville where you're just surrounded by creativity mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship every day, you know? But frankly, we are all invited and called to 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 be creative, like mm-hmm. to, to let our hearts so think outside the box if a heart can think. Dream, mm-hmm. you know, kind of beyond the the the, the obvious and and beyond the the boundaries and the the boxes that we put ourselves into, uh, if for no other reason to keep ourselves moving forward. You know, right. like I think beauty has this way of kind of as you put it, like expanding or growing mm-hmm. or deepening the soul. I mean, you're you're right. 
and saying that we want our body to stop growing at a certain point because <laughs> yes. there's only one option, not right. up, but out, you know, I was thinking <laughs> with bodily that. growth, you know? When I said that, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, hope you start growing. I was like, I'm not, but that's okay. I noticed that, you know, the metabolism slowing oh, down. Yeah. I turned 30 this year. Oh, yeah. By the end of the summer, I've eaten nothing but carbs. <laughs> I think I gained eight solid pounds this past summer. <sighs> and now I'm like living off of uh, those little RX bars. Oh yeah, and loving it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like hungry a lot, but it's just better. Yeah, the stomach shrinking right. back to a normal state. Well, it's you're in Italy. Thing. I mean, you gotta. This is the real problem. Yeah. yeah, when you got real carbs, eat real carbs. Ain't like living at a castle in England for a couple of weeks. Yeah, where they feed Whoa. you really good food. Your yeah, life. It, it's a castle. Yeah. Your life. You ever heard of apple crumble? Yes. It, oh, this is a very <laughs> unpatriotic thing to say, but it's it's everything that apple pie wants to be it's even better and it's got this like warm custard thing that happens on top and anyways, that sounds pretty magical I'm, I'm actually just lost in a, in a fantasy over here you know <laughs> it's your imagination you're dreaming it, yeah it. i know gonna, i'm yeah. dreaming out loud uh, sorry uh, uh. but there's something <laughs> crazy though about the human heart that that needs constant expansion mm -hmm. you know maybe not the body and yeah. the stomach but the heart the soul you know the imagination i love how you said that our imagination creates meaning for our lives mm -hmm. and, and i would even say like forward movement it, it gives us hopefully a little glimpse of what's to come as long as our lives are connected to reality and not fantasy mm -hmm. i suppose this is what i wonder your music is not coming out of a vacuum you know nor is it coming out of like an empty relativism you know mm -hmm. you're not out here saying that like you just do you and everybody like be who you are and get along <laughs> like that's not actually an answer you know to the world's problems or even a solution for world peace you know much less interior happiness and freedom right mm. so i guess i wonder how do you stay rooted like how does someone like me you know not let the dreams sweep me in a way sweep me away in a way that's unhealthy Right. Now, that's a really good question. I think the best example for me was someone our age who is a dreamer that is using it is my friend Claire Byrne, mm. who lives in Uganda and went to Uganda five years ago, saw what was happening with children with special needs. They weren't being treated as a special need, but as that they were cursed and a lot of them were being left in dumpsters and fields. Mm. Uh, and uh, she saw that and she said, I know that I um, want to stay here and educate um, these wonderful people about how amazing these children are and how every life is precious. And so she's thinking this in her head and she's envisioning this is her dream. And then people would of course, be like, that's crazy. You're mm. 25 years old and you're going to move to Uganda and start an organiz organization. And she's like, yeah, I am. This is what I was made to do. Wow. And and so it takes a lot of courage to dream those kind of dreams. Yeah. She's now been there for five years. You know, Imprint Hope is doing amazing things. They have an incredible facility and they work with children and their families and, and with physical therapy and teaching about disabilities. But uh, almost more importantly, telling them that each life is precious, no mm. matter what your disability is, is that you are incredible mm. and important. So to me, a dream is not an individual thing. It's mm. like it always has to be to the service of others. We'll be right back with Marie Miller in just a moment.
All right, everyone. So I couldn't resist the opportunity to first say thank you for tuning in to episode one, season three of the podcast. We're super excited to be relaunched, to be back in the game of putting out podcasts every single Tuesday. In fact, we need your help in spreading the word on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Please take this episode link and share it on social media. You have no idea how much that helps us. In fact, we're not only releasing the audio of all of these conversations with artists and thought leaders, we are now releasing exclusively to our patrons the video as well. So if you are not yet a patron, the other big thing you can do to support this podcast to make sure that it continues happening week in and week out is going to joinlovegood.com. Even if you don't want the seasonal packages with music, books, art, which you'd be crazy to not want that. But if you're like me and you just don't want a lot of stuff in your life, you can subscribe now to a brand new level of patronage, $5 a month, digital only access to all of the videos that come alongside the podcast, all the videos that come alongside Love Good Academy, which is our ongoing formation for our apprentices, as well as our monthly live stream house concerts. So many things that you get at that $5 a month level. Uh, the list goes on. Check it out. Join lovegood.com. And again, thank you so much for tuning in this week. You need to find Jimmy. Write a book. Like, write that blog. I told you oh it's the gosh. Affirmation Nation. Dang. I feel, yeah, I'm just going to sip my espresso. You're looking so classy, though, with your, your cup and saucer. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Thanks. That's a courtesy of my mother, who is your the classiest mom. woman I know. Oh, yeah. she's so cool. Yeah, most of the cool stuff around my house was I'm, either given to me by her or inspired by her. Yeah, I met your mom. I'm yeah. also one of the most uncoordinated people <laughs> on earth. So I was like, okay, should I do this on camera? But I'm wearing a white shirt. Yeah, you anyway, did a great job. I, did, I had and to do two hands. I got kind of scared, but Had we, you we spilled, it would have somehow come across, I'm sure, charming. It would have oh. been great, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, There's a few things you've mentioned that I really want to talk about. Like one, Austria, Sound of Music, whatever. Somewhere the Rainbow. Is Sound of Music? No. No. Oh, Wizard I just of Oz. did something weird. Wizard but, of Oz. But we were in Salzburg, so. Did you get to see, like, some of the scenes or some of the sets? I didn't like see the, the scenes, but the I. The church where they, the marriage took place and like that? Oh, uh, I didn't do, like, yeah. I didn't do the tour thing. That's I was, okay. Yeah, I know. I should have. Yeah, tourism gets old really fast. So, okay, we're not going to talk about Sound of Music necessarily then. I made a bad connection there. <laughs> I just think there's an empowerment in and seeing the preciousness, you know, of every human life, of every human dream. And then to think that not only our dreams, but our lives are at the service of others. It's no small, it's no small thing to propose to the world. Mm. And I don't think you need even a, a Christian or religious imagination to propose that, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't think it takes much more than a, a bit of logic and experience to recognize that joy comes and self-gift. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that happens really powerfully and kind of intuitively in the life of an artist. So let's just talk mm -hmm. a moment about this gift that you are bringing into the world, right? Oh. This Little Dreams EP. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a long time slash maybe never that you've put out a record that didn't have all these other people sitting around you, you know, by way of publishers and managers and record labels and everything that kind of came with that and expectations and commercial viability and all that. Is this your first truly kind of out of your heart, you were creatively in control project ever? Is that true? Yes. One, I think when I was 15 or 14, you know, when I was just getting started in music, 
it would only be it would be second to this. Yeah. So this is extremely special. Yeah. I mean, I I can't even and every and it sounds fake. Like even right now as we're talking, you asked me how am I doing, and I said amazing. Mm. A lot of times I think we hear that and we don't. I I actually am doing amazing. This is super fun. <laughs> and it's a good day. Yeah, it's a good day. It's yeah. really cool, I, and it's not super hot, which is nice. It, I feel like all of summer was just like a hundred degrees, so I'm yeah, really excited about that. Unbearable. Anyway, but. And when I say to you now that this EP is extremely special to me, I'm not lying. Yeah. This is not like a, hey, I have to say everything is special and I'm excited because we're promoting it. No, this is so unique to exactly what you're saying. It's something that I have made completely on my own. Mm. I picked the producer. I picked the songs. I picked everything. <laughs> and mm. it was a really important because I'm reading... East of Eden, again, by John Steinbeck. And he talks about how the greatest gift of, of man is the power to choose. The whole book is about free will. And there's this word, Tim shall read the book, people. But mm. anyway, but I think for the longest time in music, I was choosing, but kind of with the thought of, oh, but will this work for this particular radio? Yeah, will yeah. this? And it's been amazing. And, and it's one of those things where if it doesn't do super well, I can say to myself, I made something that I made that I believe in, but also that's me. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's some there's a little bit of like fear in that, right? Because Absolutely. you can always blame it on someone else. You're like, well, I didn't even like it when we made it. And not that I didn't love the music that we made. In particular, songs like You're Not Alone, Six Foot Two, which were, you know, kind of breakout songs in the sense that they allowed me to do this full time and everything. I still love those songs. And Letterbox, which is a record that we talked about. Last year, I do really love them, and they're special. But there is just, just to, to sing and to play, what was like coming directly from my heart mm. has been really cool. It's got to be huge, and mm. I suppose a lot of us would take for granted, or not even consider the fact that a lot of artists never tap into that freedom. Maybe even you know until they're late in a career or several albums into a wild success story we forget like how much of our art has been commercialized in mm, today's yeah. world. And I think, you know, there's, there's some level of, well, this is just kind of how it has to be. If this is going to be a viable career path for somebody, a viable industry, there's got to be some level of, of profit, you know, and ideally, you know, profit for a lot of people. So there can be a lot of support around it. And yet there's just nothing like the freedom to simply create. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you've heard this, but Instagram has been hiding likes I think they're testing it in about seven different countries right now. And it's almost for this very purpose that people would begin posting content that they love. Mm. You know, if if nobody else but them can see how many likes each photo or video has gotten, then suddenly there's, there's more of a freedom mm. to just be, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think like there's, you know, who knows if that's going to actually become a, a global mm -hmm. thing that they apply to to everybody's account. But right now, I think they're finding that it's it's, you know, probably helping people's mental health, for example example like no one's overly anxious about the you know the result of every post and i'm sure like on a much bigger scale you feel some level of anxiety about the result of every album of every project sure. of every event i certainly feel that i mean in some ways it's like here we are just recording a podcast 
you know? How do we like maximize the potential of this little 30 to 45 minute moment that we're having, right? Right. No, it's true. I don't really know how helpful that, that mentality is. No, it's, you know? it's totally not. I actually have a song that's on the EP called More Than What I See. Mm. and Track four, everybody. Track four. Uh, check it out. And Ugh. it is exactly about that. So living in an Instagram culture, living in a social media culture yeah. has hurt, I think, us a lot. There's obviously some really good things, too. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that probably a lot of people know about what you're doing, what I'm doing, is because of social media. Absolutely. But with that, just like there's bioethics, I think there should be social media ethics, right? Oof. Like there's ethics for everything else. And we're like, it's just kind of like free form. And but more than what I see is a song that talks about, I mean, literally me looking in the mirror mm. and looking at myself and, and thinking, you are not enough. Like, you are not beautiful. You are not. And it almost sounds cliche, but I think I had to sing that and, 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 and let people know is the question is, am I more than what I see? Yeah. And we are. And that's, again, like the little dreams is this idea that we a lot of times don't do the thing that we want to do the most yeah. because we don't think we're capable of it. Mm. But really, it's, it's what that, that dream that's inside of us is exactly what we're supposed to do. And we have yeah. all the tools we need to do it. And the, the last thing stopping us is us. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Just putting something out that is just because you needed to create. And not in a way yeah. that you're like, I'm not like you picked up the guitar three days ago and you're like, I'm just going to create. And you're like, and it's like, okay, there's, yeah, there's, there's form and there's, right. But letting go of a lot of this idea that it needs to be what everyone likes. Yeah. Uh, is important. So. Yeah, it's liberating. And I yeah. think in a lot of ways, like I, uh, every now and then, will we'll recognize the difference between, a, again, a dream and a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like a dream at the service of others and a fantasy perhaps at the service of my ego, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So like a, a dream would be, frankly, to be remembered at the end of my life as somebody who loved well. You know, who never miss an opportunity to love someone, to bring out the best in someone. Like mm -hmm. that's like written into who I am and, and who I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Every now and then I slip into these fantasies that bring nothing but anxiety of mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish I had as big of a platform as Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. you know, or Matt Fred or fill in the blank with my, you know, media heroes out there. <laughs> and it's like, well, actually, if that was the case, I, I, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, I'd have a lot less meaningful personal encounter and accompaniment with people I really care about mm. because suddenly I'd be kind of living a little bit more of that celebrity life, which is fine. Probably means like bigger talks, more content, best-selling books, but far fewer moments that feel as natural and meaningful and human as these, mm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the difference for me anyways, between the dream and the fantasy. And I just love, you know, that you, you have an album that is, is capturing that, not just with that one song, but with the entire track listing here. These three live cuts are obviously really special. They are. Um, <laughs> they will come out kind of slowly. I think one or two of them are already out in video form. They'll never really come out in audio form, at least as far as we're concerned. I mean, you can do anything you want with them. You really? Know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's cool. so crazy. I mean, audio, like what value does it even have today? Uh, you know, it's like, know. it's know. really annoying. We're living in a streaming world. But all I have to say, when we, we heard these moments live, it really did uh, evoke some something in everybody. You know, like I'm just thinking back to even some of the sweet young women that were here that night, you know, high school age, who were just sort of like, you know, looking at you like little puppy dogs. They were just mm -hmm. so in awe, you know. Do you ever feel the weight of that 
You know, I was just asked recently by a friend, like, you know, what, what's it like, you know, when people like look up to you, do you feel, do you feel pressure in that? And, and by friend, by the way, I mean, this is like a young man that I've known through my church. He's in eighth grade right now. And he's like, yeah, like eighth grade is kind of tough. Like there's some pressure and responsibility. <laughs> like all the younger students are looking up to me and I, I feel the weight of that. I'm like, That's first of all, amazing. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Seriously. He's like already in leadership. I love that. <laughs> like so gnar my head was yeah. at as a 13 year old. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. but you must, you must feel that a lot, you know? And he's, mm. he's right. Like I, I'd say that's a part of being in front of people, being older than people further along in some way, you know? But the reality is I, I, I don't really know at what point along the way I, I, I stopped noticing. I just remember thinking, I've got to live up to the standards that I am proclaiming, you know, mm -hmm. because people are watching. Do you ever feel that in a way that's like a little bit intense that like you've got this responsibility to to be, you know, like a virtuous witness, you know, to your fans, mm. to your your family, your friends, you know, just realizing that you've got this platform. Does that freak you out some days or is it something you're pretty peaceful about? I think I've become more peaceful and I, I feel so honored when anyone, and you, especially, you know, usually the person that would come up to you would be a young girl. Yeah. When they say, you know, thank you so much, you know, for your music. It's helped me through this. I, they don't understand how much that means to mm. me. And we talk about imagination. So the story of Katniss and Hunger Games. Oh, and wow, yeah. yeah, that's like, she is, I mean, I think I'm Katniss. I, I have no, I'm like, I am her. I am. Her. And this is the, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, idea that sometimes the story is more real than the daily life. Yeah. So for me, I, and I'm the third oldest and I've got a lot of sisters younger than me. So I call them my prims or my ruse. So if you know Hunger Games, uh, if you don't watch it and read it, but this, this idea that, you know, Katniss is always protecting first her sister and then also in the beginning Rue, that is mm. why I do this. And it's really funny that you're asking me this question because at the Love Good filming, I was distracted by life and other other things. And I saw those girls watching and I was right back in it. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh, and it and I so and I remember good. going home and being like, I never want because this is a this is why I do this. Like those young women that were at the filming. That is why I do this. Shout out because they're patrons. This is the, the yes. fairy family yes. uh, here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. They're the best. They're kind of like you, nine kids, 10 kids. I, I mean, they're they're pushing. They're almost competing with you guys. <sighs> You'll get there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though, that, that that personalism brought you back, you know, to yeah. reality. Because mm -hmm. I think we, we can all kind of go through life fairly distracted as well. Mm -hmm. And just burdened by things. Okay, this is great. So the EP at the moment is exclusively in the hands of Love Good Patrons. In yes. fact, for anybody who is listening or watching this podcast, the only way to get it for now is going to be lovegoodculture.com slash Marie. Yes. Uh, so you can subscribe as a patron. You can get on board and join the movement. It's changing the world. Well, at least changing people's lives and cultures all around them. That has a ripple effect eventually the entire world, right? Because beauty really knows no enemy. And I think that's what this this becomes for people is, is a way to bring beauty into their life, to, to create yet another conversation piece and connection point with, with family, with friends, with people they feel isolated from, people that they want to, to even pour into but don't know how. Like beauty mm. unites, you know? So like thanks for this offering 
of your heart mm-hmm. and of, of your creativity to the world. Thanks for letting us kind of hang on to it exclusively for a time. That's, that feels really special to us. Of um, but, but tell us what is the plan. I know that there's, you know, there's more music coming. Yes. So give yeah. us a little taste of what we can expect in the months ahead. Yeah. So super exciting. We're releasing singles. And so you can, uh, well, you have them already, but they will be coming out for the general public. And we are going to have, I, I'm not allowed to tell you actually the exact date, which Yay. is kind of cool. I didn't know, like they're like, don't say, but it will be in the spring. The cool. full length album will be, will be out. And I'm so excited. I have, I mean, talk about, it's just been crazy. This, like the team that's been formed for this Little Dreams album is dynamite and this is just and it's crazy because this is me my first time as an independent artist i'm thinking who do i work with what do i do these people are just coming out of the woodworks Mm. it's just amazing so so i'm really really excited about what's going to be promoted we've got the funds now to really market this and and we're going to be you know doing a lot of pr and it's so it's it's really exciting uh working on touring too as well so it's Mm. it's yeah, I, I honestly, I'm just shocked about yeah. the people that have said, I really like this music and I want to help you. I'm like, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's amazing. So so how can we be really getting on board as as intensely as possible? So obviously, Instagram, mm-hmm. Spotify, like how can we be following you? How can we be saving, pre-saving, drumming up as much interest between now and album release as possible? Yes. Well, please, yeah, talk about it. You know, if you like using Instagram, you know, talk about it because that's helpful telling your friends what's going on also don't do it on instagram do it at, like when you're having coffee with I someone know. right real life yeah let's do real <laughs> life that's really good yeah i think spotify is huge for me right now streaming and so if you like spotify definitely use it or apple music that's awesome yeah and just i love email i'm old school and so yeah so email list mariemillermusic.com yeah. yeah you get all the exclusive stuff so so do that and it's amazing a little more intimate and it will let me It'll, if you put your zip code in, which you kind of need to, it will let you know when I'm playing in your area. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Not everybody lives in Nashville. Not everybody is, you know, somehow connected to me and right. can, can experience you in such an intimate <laughs> yeah. way. So mariemillermusic.com. Mm-hmm. Check out all of her social media handles. Be following her. There's so much excitement to come. And Marie, what a privilege to get to sit down and to chat on this level to really just think about the things that really matter most in life. Mm-hmm. And again, to rejoice in what is happening here as your music career continues to develop and deepen. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. Thank you so much. He's from somewhere east of Eden Where only angels tread And every day he's more a feeling Just to make that never ends So I know
You're listening to Imaginary Friend from Marie Miller, her still yet to be released track. In fact, it's going to be live on Spotify and wherever digital music is streamed on November 1st. So go pre-save it now. Rally around this new single again called Imaginary Friend from our good friend, Marie Miller. What an amazing conversation as always. Y'all, This is the beginning of so many amazing episodes to come. Next week, I'll be sitting down with one of my contributing guests, one of my contributing hosts. So we're not going to have a co-host this season. I'm going to have multiple people who I bring in regularly as a contributor, people that very much live and breathe what Love Good is about. And next week, I'll be sitting down with my very dear friend, Father Ryan Adorge. And you'll be hearing from him about once a month. He's one of the smartest and funniest people I've ever met. And he just happens to also be a very young, somewhat newly ordained Catholic priest. And he's a riot. Like you don't even know what's about to hit with him at any given moment. Something crazy could unfold while you also just happen to feel like you're on retreat the entire time you're talking to him. So I cannot wait to introduce Father Ryan to all of you next week. Know of my profound gratitude that you've tuned in, that you're sharing this link with everybody that you know, and that we get to go on this journey towards a better culture together. Y'all are amazing. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next Tuesday with Father Ryan Adorjan. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.